Hey everyone, Rev Brad here, and today we're talking about some really practical ways to improve your spiritual fitness. Now, truthfully, spiritual fitness can be a lot more difficult to measure or quantify than physical fitness, and here's why. It's not often until one undergoes a trauma or crisis of faith that we can really see the strength or the weakness of our faith. It's almost like we need a bit of a proving ground moment and then a bit of reflection to understand where we're at spiritually. I remember many years ago, I was meeting with a mentor just as I was beginning my seminary education. And in one of our first times together, I took it upon myself to have a little moan session about the local pastor at our church. I complained about the topical preaching. I pointed out the various flaws in his delivery style. I made sure to mention that the worship service sure felt lifeless since this guy's taken over the church duties. And oh, by the way, I usually end up feeling spiritually dry every Sunday. With much wisdom, I remember my mentor looking me in the eye and firmly but gently saying, Hey, I can't well address all these things you've brought up since he's not here, but we can certainly deal with some of the things directly related to you. There was a deep silence and pause in me. I think I kind of knew what was coming. How are you feeding yourself? Uh, excuse me, what, what do you mean? My mentor went on to say, I mean, how are you spiritually looking after your own soul? Are you overly dependent on this pastor to make sure you go away every Sunday being spiritually full? Do you think it's fair that this ought to be lasting you for an entire week and you can just come back every Sunday and be filled up again? What's your daily devotional life and rhythm look like? Well, needless to say, that question, I had it coming. And my mentor's sort of reprimand was a gentle but key turning point for me, and I remember it coming early in my seminary and ministry experience. I confessed to him later, you know, I struggle to find resources and develop a good rhythm of devotional reading. Other than reading my Bible for seminary assignments, I often felt just overwhelmed at where do I even start reading the Bible in a daily way? My mentor was really good at this point. He shared with me some simple ways to get started, and it really helped point me in a solid direction. I've grown in my journey and understanding since then, but what I hope to share with you today will help prime the pump, so to speak, and maybe help you get along the way in starting to grow and stretch your spiritual faith muscles as well. Of course, you might be wondering, well, what did your mentor share with you? Well, uh, you know, he was Canadian by birth, and I remember he had been fascinated by the Royal Canadian Air Force and their physical fitness training regimen. So what he had done is adapt a spiritual training regimen in a similar fashion. There was this compounding rhythm of devotional reading, memorization, meditation, and prayer that started out kind of with a small daily routine of a few minutes a day, and then over time, it grew. And so depending on your proficiency or how much you applied yourself to it, throughout the weeks and months that followed, you could actually end up spending a couple hours a day, if possible, reading God's Word, meditating on it, and memorizing it, and developing sort of a spiritual fitness plan. I thought it was really ingenious. But I couldn't find the paper or the sheet to share with you, so uh, I've kind of got to share some of the other things that I've learned in my journey. So, but before we go any further, I thought I'd just like press pause for a minute and borrow a bit from the physical fitness side because I think it's really helpful to take some of these lessons that you probably already know and apply them to your spiritual fitness journey. I think there's a number of steps 
as we do physical fitness that might be helpful here. So the first thing, you know, before you start exercise, they always say, see a doctor, right? So I encourage you, see a pastor, see a chaplain, see a mentor. Get with someone who knows you and that you have a relationship with and can trust, and that'll be a helpful start for building spiritual fitness. In the way that my mentor was able to back then kind of peg me and say, hey, look, I see these things in you. It's the same way that a doctor might test and evaluate if you're ready to take on a particular exercise or particular physical fitness strain. In the same way, a pastor or chaplain can help you so that you don't take on too much and actually end up defeated or discouraged just as you begin starting to grow spiritually fit. Second step, develop an incremental plan. Start slow. You know, habits aren't formed overnight or in a one-off. I doubt Mother Teresa formed her habit of praying three hours a day in just a week's time. Bible reading, prayer, other disciplines ought to start out easy and at moderate levels. If you do too much, too fast, you'll be finished before you can start. Third thing, cross-train. In other words, develop a number of disciplines that can appropriately help you throughout different times and seasons of your life. You know, there will be moments when prayer is a bigger emphasis or devotional reading is more helpful for growth. Uh, Church attendance, serving, those are sometimes, uh, those things in different ways, different, different levels are key for your overall spiritual fitness and growth. Don't limit yourself to just one thing and don't overextend yourself with all things. Fourth thing, be in community. Don't swear off church or becoming part of a group because of past pains or hurts. We really grow our spiritual muscles best when we're in intentional community. Not only will it provide support as you grow, but you'll become part of that support for other people as well. So next, I want to just turn to a few steps toward physical fitness, and let me suggest a few tools here that I found really helpful in my journey. One is the Bible app, uh, which you can link through in the athlete or chaplain section of this app, the soccer chaplains app. It has some reading programs and plans that are short daily bits, and you can do it in a virtual group with buddies that have the same app. I like the Bible app too because it puts several versions of the Bible into your hands and some other tools in a really portable fashion. Second thing, devotional books. I like a good old-fashioned book. And there are some really good devotional books that can help guide what you're reading in the Bible and even give you suggestions on where to start and sort of a pattern. Some of them offer reflection and insight from trusted Christian sources. Some of my favorites include Celtic Daily Prayer, My Utmost for His Highest, Streams, Daily Bread, and Imitation of Christ, among others. But let me put out a slight caveat here. Devotional books, you know, be careful about them. Sometimes they can be really personal from a particular author. Personally, I find devotional books that come out of a particular community or that have a plurality of authorship are often better than just a solo author. Sometimes a single author can kind of misuse scripture for their personal experiences, or you can end up living out some of their existential journey as they struggle through some part of faith, which may not really connect with you or be where you're at. I also tend to favor dead people over modern contemporary writers. My thought here is that if their writings are still around some 50, 100 years or longer later, 
then there's a bit more legitimacy to their legacy than some young person who might be popular and savvy, but lacks life experience and maturity. And here's where you might do well to have a pastor or chaplain recommend something or review something with you. Uh, I like the fact, too, that sometimes I read along or am in a devotional book together with some of the athletes and coaches and folks that I work with. It's kind of nice to read something and know that, you know, so-and-so in another country is reading the same thing, and then we can text back and forth about it or send each other messages and, and connect. A third tool, liturgies and apps. Book of Common Prayer, another simple guide without the reflections or writings necessarily, just kind of gives you a summary of some things you can read each day in Scripture. I like this because I can feel connected to others in the church, kind of like we're all reading the same thing at the same time. Here's an app that I recently found that I love, Pray As You Go. Just look it up in the Apple and Google store. Uh, It's similar to the Book of Common Prayer, but they mix in some music and prayer, and it's usually a 10 to 15 minute encouragement that has uh, some prayer and reflection on the scripture for the day. It's a really nice addition if you've got a long commute to work. You know, you just uh, pop it in and listen to it and uh, connect. That can be a great, a great tool. Fourth thing, uh, retreats. Usually this takes a bit more work to find and, and go on. It takes more time and commitment. But a local church or a local retreat center will typically have some different options for you, a half-day retreat, a full-day or overnight retreat, and sometimes even longer things. Sometimes the retreats can be thematic. Sometimes retreat will have an option that you can meet with a spiritual director or pastor. Some are organized. Some simply are just uh, designed to, for you to have rest. And a rhythm of retreat can really impact your spiritual life and growth and help you rest and recharge for whatever you're facing. The fifth thing, and again, I've kind of mentioned this already, but it's expressions of community. It's a bigger thing here, but I always encourage community. The local church is important. Other expressions that have helped me spiritually grow over the years include small group settings. Maybe you could enter into a team Bible study with a chaplain or something that a local church might offer. Also, I find for myself, meeting with peers and colleagues in a weekly or monthly or even quarterly fashion for spiritual encouragement and refreshment, those things really help fill and fuel me. Those expressions of community can likely change over time, and they might become different as life changes or family needs change. You know, for example, if you're single, your needs and availability are going to be different than if you're married. Uh, Having children or becoming empty nesters can also change sort of the form and function that you need around community, but I just encourage everyone, be in community. Well, there's a lot more to this, and I could keep going on, but I think it's fair to say that I've given you enough for a start. If you need more ideas, or if you don't have resources where you're at, please reach out to us at Soccer Chaplains United. It's our mission and vision to continue growing and developing the chaplaincy and counseling resources in the football community, locally and around the world. And we'd love to support you and develop resources for you and your family where you're at. So send us an email and get in touch with us. And may God bless you as you look to grow and develop your spiritual fitness. This is Rev Brad coming to you from the Touchline.